This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. It's a show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. Hey, today our guest will be Natasha Donald, or shall I say G.I. Jane. She's a Jackson woman who has sculpted one of the most impressive physiques you'll see in all of Mississippi. We'll also chat about the latest headlines in the weekend roundup and get your feedback to our question of the day. Are you living your best life? Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio, and we'll be right back after the news. Support for NPR comes from the financial services firm of Raymond James, offering personalized wealth management advice and banking and capital markets expertise, along with a legacy of putting clients' financial well-being first. Learn more at RaymondJames.com. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio, a show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. Tell you what, we've got a great story for you today, actually a great guest in the studio. Our guest is Natasha Donald, and we'll go into her story. You'll find out how she overcame an abusive relationship to become G.I. Jane. i, I got to tell you, um, Michelle... She's got the gun show going on. She came in with sleeveless, and um, I'm feeling like I need to go do some curls now. I mean, look, we talked last week, and I, you know, I thought I was going to see the Natasha Donald with the uh, spandex and the cutoff. Yeah, but and the she, thing was, she if she wore spandex, I had to wear spandex, <laughs> and you did not want that. I don't want to see that. No, but you know what? Does. She looks so beautiful today in her beautiful she blue does. dress, and I'm just so happy for you to She's be here. She's intimidatingly gorgeous. She is. We'll just put it that way. She so, is. Yeah, she looks great. And I tell you what, we got a question today. Are you living your best life? Michelle, are you living your best? You are, because you're on the show with me. <laughs> You know what I say? I can live a better life. My life can get better. Uh, I know that I can do some more things, more discipline in my life. Uh, meeting Natasha today, I'm going to be on the right track to living a better life. Yeah, I'm, my goal is to just lay on the couch all the time and eat donuts. So that's that's, <laughs> that's your best life? That's my best life. There you go. Because you know what? I'm about to turn 50 and I want to just keel over by the time I hit that big birthday. No, you don't. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm trying to live a better life, too. That's why we're doing this show today. Exactly, exactly. Because exactly. I think she's going to be able to help us as well. A lot of stuff going on out there, and if you'll notice, there's some wet stuff coming down from the sky, if you're particularly in the middle and the southern part of the state. That is from Hurricane Harvey. Yes. Yeah, those are some some of the outside, and we're not looking at heavy rain yet, kind of like what's hit Texas. And I don't know if you all have watched any of what's been going on in Texas. Uh, it's been very difficult to watch. Just biblical rain that has hit the Houston area, that's the fourth largest city in the United States. Yes. Plus, it's also a center for commerce, a giant port, petrochemical, refineries, um, very serious situation. There are up to 8 million people in peril right now. There's been a lot of rooftop rescues. Uh, just been tough. And I, I tell you, it's tough for me because 
back when my wife and I got married in 93, we moved to Houston, Texas, and we lived in the Conroe area, which is just north of Houston. And we went through a very similar type flood. It rained 25 inches in one day. Wow. You have never heard rain like that before. And what happened was very similar. There was a hurricane in the Pacific. It came across Mexico, and it stopped right on top of Houston. And it just rained and rained. And, you know, it's one of those deals where they said, well, it's going to rain, and there's going to be flooding. And you don't think anything about right. that. You know, you're just like... Well, I'll just go on and live my life. So we went to a movie and all that, and we didn't think anything of it. Wake up the next morning, and we were on a bluff um, with the river on one side of us and a creek on the other. And all suddenly, we were on a moat. We had a moat around us, and we were trapped. Oh, my. And uh, the dam was very similar. If you're familiar with the Ross Barnett Reservoir here in the Jackson area, the dam, Lake Conroe, is very similar to that, which they're having trouble with it again today because of all the water that's coming into it. But it's not a flood control lake. So what the same thing happened. They, all this water comes into it, and suddenly they're like waking up going, well, we better um, open up the floodgates immediately. So the rain goes from the water, the river goes from three feet to 33 feet in about three hours. Oh I mean, it just we're just sitting there watching it come up and up. And it's the most helpless feeling in the world because you can't do anything about it. It was coming up. It started coming up into our yard. And at that point, they said, okay, you can evacuate. And if you do now, you can take your pets. But if we have to come get you by boat, you can't bring your pets. Wow. Well, um, the dog that we had at the time, my wife loved more than me. And I understand because the dog was nicer than me. So we walked. We had to walk over a mile in the rain, which is the clothes on her back, our animals. And we got mm. on a bus. And there were a lot of people that were losing their houses at that point. So they were gallows humor and everything else. We go to the shelter. My boss took us in. We stayed there for a little bit. I tell you, um, I've been having flashbacks on this thing. It's amazing. And I know that right now we've got people that are listening that went through the 79 and 82 floods in Jackson, that went through floods in the Delta, that went through Katrina, that are watching this right now thinking, what can I do to help? Because at the end of the day, you know, I remember working on the coast after Katrina, and there were a lot of people from Texas over there helping pick up boards and move debris and all the things like that. And I think that's where this is going to have to go because – we're, we're talking. This isn't something that's going to be over this week. This is something that's going to go on for months because it's going. To, and I don't know if you've ever experienced a flood. Um, I would rather my house burn down because all the stuff in your house is ruined, and you got to get rid of it. And then you got to rip all the sheetrock out of your house because it's going to get moldy, and you don't want the mold. Your house will be inhabitable at that point. So you'll rip up the sheetrock up until the point where the water was. I mean, all this takes time, and it takes a heartache, and it takes pain. I mean, what we're watching right now is so difficult. And I mean, I mean, my wife and I were sitting there talking about it. We're telling our boys about what this went. And I started thinking about the smell. We had so many snakes oh that came my. into our yard. The water did come about a foot from our house. We were spared. We were blessed because we came back to a home. A lot of my neighbors didn't. And what was so ironic was I'd just taken a job in San Diego. So I knew I was going to have to sell that house. It took us four years to sell it. Wow. And we finally did. But we had the mother of all garage sales for our neighbors, and we didn't charge them anything. We're like, oh, you need a couch? Here's a couch. Here's a couch. You know, because it was like we had survivor's guilt because our house had been okay. And, and I tell you, I've been watching this, and one of the, I think, the saddest moments for us, there was a road that came into our neighborhood that was flooded over, and there was a gentleman whose wife was ill, and she was, I think, I don't even know if she was an invalid, but I know she was very, very ill, and she was by herself. And he was an elderly gentleman, and he tried to swim across that flooded water. 
and they found him behind my house like oh, four my. days later. And, um, you know, I mean, this is something that, you know, there's so many people right now that are watching this that are going, man, okay, I've been there. I know how they feel. And, you know, we, as a country, I think in the last two or three years, we've gotten really bad about, you know, we're very narcissistic. <laughs> I know. I mean, if you read anybody's Facebook post, you know that sort of thing. We like to talk about how awesome we are, <laughs> but we also like to get into petty political arguments and fights and things like that. And I'm all about politics. I do that for a living. That's what I do with my cartoons. But you know what? Watching right now that people out of 400 miles away are putting their boat on their trailer and they're driving and they're putting it in the water. They don't know where they're going, but they don't care. They're going to help people. Right. And that's what's the amazing thing. And I know there's a lot of us that have loved ones and relatives that live in that area and we're we're just holding our breath, hoping they're okay. Mm -hmm. I've got a friend who is the cartoonist at the Houston Chronicle. Okay. Buys a brand new house. Ten days later, the newspaper lays them off. Two weeks later, it floods. His house, he, because he bought it, you have to have, I think, 100 days until you can get flood insurance. He doesn't have flood insurance. He doesn't have a job. And the water's coming closer and closer to his house. And so it's stories like that that we're hearing, and I think it's touching all of our humanity. Um, there are going to be ways to donate. I know I put up a thing on my Facebook page to promote you know, being able to donate to one particular charity, Red Cross, for instance, that's doing a lot of good on the ground. But there's going to be ways for us to give because we, we do that. That's what we do in Mississippi. When things get bad, we get good. And uh, that's kind of, you know, I, I just had a hard time watching over the weekend. You know, we were talking about that this morning, about um, the rescue efforts right now. It's challenging getting in because of the water. And uh, one particular show this morning was talking about uh, people giving birth, women giving birth right now. The hospitals are almost shut down. Right. So if they need to get to the hospital or someone is ill or having a baby, what do they do? If they saying, what if you've got diabetes? Exactly. I mean, you know, or on a, uh, res- exactly. Or needing a respirator to breathe. Right. So same, same things that happened in uh, Katrina. It did. Same it's, things. You know, a lot of the areas inland on Katrina, this was a story that was not told very well. But there were a lot of people that, like, for instance, were diabetic because we're right. the most, the highest diabetes in the state. And hopefully our guests will help us be able to, <laughs> to get away from that yes. a little bit. But they, they didn't have electricity. So their insulin was was ruined. Right. And so how do you do if you, you're going to have two shots a day? How are you going to get past that? So there's there's a lot, a lot of, of factors. a lot of humanity mm-hmm. that's going on right now. And it's been inspiring. But, you know, after Katrina, there were a lot of r- rooftop rescues in New Orleans, for instance. But this is so difficult because they're still getting storm after storm after storm. Now, I'm not a meteorologist. I do not pretend to be a meteorologist. I have an interest in it, and I do watch these sort of things because I've been through a flood. I'm paranoid. Uh, I've been watching the storm and where it's supposed to go. And right now, if the track is going to hold true, it's going to zip up kind of up to East Texas through, you know, Louisiana is going to get a ton of rain. We're going to get some rain in Mississippi. I think the Delta area at this point, what they're forecasting, will get the most rain probably of anywhere in the state because the eye, the eye of the storm will actually zip over toward Memphis. And so the Delta will probably get a little bit more rain. They're talking maybe seven inches, yeah. like I said. But that could change. So just keep your eye and listen to real weather people. <laughs> but, you know, listen to the show, too. Yes, yes. So, and, but I'm really excited about our guest today. I am, too. I am. I mean, no one, she's awesome. She's been laughing at my jokes. Yes, so, number one, that's, that's a, a good plus. thing. Exactly. exactly. It's like having my own little studio audience here. Yes. And also, too, because, um, like I said, I think she could probably beat me up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Natasha, i got to tell you, I started my boot camp today. Um, uh, 12 weeks, four days a week. And of course, I'll supplement that with running on the other days because I like to run too. I weigh 223 right now. I would like to get down to 205. 
Uh, it's going to be 47 more workouts. It's, you know, one hour a day, but I'm inspired. And now that I'm getting to talk to you, I'm even more inspired because I, I did, I think it's a hundred and I got 115 days. I will turn 50 years old. Wow. I know. Michelle's like sitting there just stunned right now because she thought I was in my 30s. I, you know, I did. I did. I know, you, know, said, you know, youthful I, appearance. Because <laughs> when you have lots of fat cells in your face, it can makes you look younger. But, I, you know, I don't want to go downhill slowly. Right. For sure. I want to go great and then one day just go bam <laughs> and have it be over with when I'm about 80 years old and completely, you know, stinky and ugly and gross and all that stuff. Because I want to. But we're going to continue. We're going to bring Natasha on because I are she has a special name. We'll talk about that, too. I tell you what, we're going to love if you would like to jump in. We'd love to hear from you. Are you living your best life? Is That's our question of the day. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back on this beautiful Monday. I hope you're having a great day today. It's always beautiful on Monday. Come on. It's one-seventh of our life. we got to love Monday. Well, I love Monday because of the show. And, of course, you're listening now. You're talking. And our question today is this. Are you living your best life? Michelle's living her best life, but she's trying to make it better. You know, I got to tell you, Michelle's one of the most optimistic people I've ever met. She really is. She's awesome. And she's going to, I'm a cynic, you know, and she's going to make me into being something other than a cynic. Yes, my goal is to uh, let you see that the glass is half full. That is my goal. Yeah, but what is it full of? That's the question. <laughs> Look, I mean, if it's half full, that's awesome. But if it's like something that smells bad, I don't know if I'm so happy. See, you always find a way to turn it around and make it cynical. But, you know, I know that's your job. But before we end this, whatever we're doing here, you will be. Well, whatever more, we're doing here, right, you're you going to be more you're gonna, optimistic. You're going to beat some optimism well, into me. You sound of, like something my parents would do. Speaking of optimism, we have the queen of optimism right here with us today. God, that was a great segue. That was, you want to do it? radio sometime. I know, you're, you're, I should. You've got some skills. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Natasha Donald, or a lot of people call you G.I. Jane. That's right, G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane. And it's, is it just purely because of intimidation? No. my. Um... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I oh, know. If you say it again, I'm going to kill you. So. <laughs> no. my. Um, and it's very funny that my boyfriend gave me that name because um, when I was um, in college, G.I. Jane, the movie oh, yeah, was my right. favorite movie. Demi I've Moore, she was a Navy times. SEAL. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. I've seen it a thousand times. So it was actually amazing that he gives everyone a nickname because he can't remember their names. And I had so many nicknames in the beginning and we finally figured out G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane. carry around my military bag and hit my military hat on all the time so because my parents are military okay yeah you know one thing about that movie was and i think in navy seal training in general they don't weed people out because they're not great athletes because a lot of times there's like olympic i mean there'll be people that have been olympics or polo or college athletes and they wash out 
it's strictly mental. Oh, yeah. And that was with you yes. because you were in a bad situation and you turned to exercise to help pull you out. For sure. And it helped you mentally, didn't it? For sure. It's 110% mental. Yeah. Because your body, your body tells you to quit right. and you still got like 40% left in the tank. Exactly. I tell my clients all the time, our body is like a computer. Yeah. If you tap into that mind and you tap in those right codes, the rest of your body will follow. But if you steady saying, I can and, you know, I'm fat or things of that nature, then your body's going to react the same way. Right. Your body will do whatever you believe. That's right. Yeah. So, um, well, let's talk a little bit about the circumstances. Because I think everybody who gets into shape always has a, just that moment when you hit a bot, hit rock bottom or you just get frustrated or you're just like, you know what, I'm not going to live this way anymore. Right. Talk about what happened with you. Um, so I had my daughter. She's five. Yeah. And um, I was sleeping on couches, going to finish my degree at Ole Miss. I actually was coming to this building for tutoring at the time, doing um, online nice. my Spanish class. So um, I was living with a family, and I just got to a point where I was having to wear my maternity clothes, and I wasn't pregnant. Oh, wow. I refused to buy new clothes because I had gotten so big, and I, I started off following different health tips and um, different pages on Instagram, started doing green smoothies, and when I finally moved back home, I had just said, okay, something's got to change because it had just gotten so bad, I didn't even recognize myself. And I started to feel the way I felt before I went to college. You know, the yeah. pain had just gotten so bad. You know, it's like you can't even breathe. Right. And when it gets that bad and you start having anxiety and then you start having health, if, health issues, I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. And so I just was like, something's got to change. And for me, my dad... I guess he could, you know, see it, you know, your children. Yeah. And so his way of pulling me out was like, okay, I'm going to come home for an hour. I'll watch the baby. You go and do some Pilates. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then we, he got me in the gym and he knows for me, if you tell me something that I can't do or that I won't do, I'm going to do it. Cause I'm, everybody calls me zero to a hundred. There's no gray area. I have one speed. <laughs> so I got in the gym and he said, you're just going to waste my money. And that was it for me. Really? I said, oh. oh he, he just threw it, he threw it down. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was in the gym seven hours. I mean, seven days a week for three and four hours. Yeah. So, I mean, that first week when you're full of lactic acid, you know, you're, you're just like, okay. You know, I think we're all microwave society now. We're all thinking, well, I'm, I'm going to do this for a week. I'll be in shape. Right, right. What? I mean, how did you keep from quitting? That was Well, I could hear him in the background, you know, <laughs> telling his friends, oh, yeah. she's just going to waste my money. And, you know, she's just going to do like she did when she was in high school. And so I was like, okay, I got to prove him wrong because I didn't do ROTC. I got out of that. And I was like, it's something that I've got to do to not only prove him wrong, but to make him proud at the same time. So for me, I was like, my dad is watching. I've got to make him proud. You know, and I hope he is. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I've got a Vitamix and a Nutribullet, a Ninja, and everything else to prove it. An Apple Watch, exactly. <laughs> he's very proud. <laughs> That's right. And if he's not proud, you're gonna you could probably sweep his legs and put him on the ground, right? Right. No, you're, <laughs> nah, he's listening. He's listening right now, going, no, nah, no, nah, not gonna happen. <laughs> right. Your first gym. Talk about that experience. Oh yes, powerhouse. There's there's nothing like home. I tell everybody that's my home. I literally leave things around the gym all the time. I'm like, this is my house because that's what it feels yeah. like. So, um, it, it it definitely saved me. It became yeah. a place of therapy uh, where I could go and just the iron. It doesn't talk back to you. You know, it's you can just leave it all at the gym. And I would leave the things that I was going was going through at the door. 
come in, have my therapy session and feel like a totally different person. So I take care of my home. Now, when people come to the gym, I make sure that they get a great experience and I make sure that, you know, they feel like they're at home because that's what the gym did for me. It's nothing like my gym family. I can go to all the gyms around the city and different states and there's no place like the old powerhouse. Isn't it amazing when a lot of people sign up for, you know, sign up to a fitness center or whatever. And then they just drive by it every day. Right. I guess that's how usually gyms and fitness centers make their money because right. they get the money and nobody comes in. I mean, how do you get past that? You have to have a trainer. Yeah. You have to have somebody, um, to, hold somebody, you somebody to hold you accountable because right. when my I had gym partners, when I first started, it was me and my um, girlfriend and um, we had grown up together, um, went to, you know, elementary and all that together. So we decided we, she didn't have any weight to lose, but she was doing it because I had weight to lose. Yeah. So she supported me and another guy. He was a police officer and we would, you know, hold each other accountable. We came, we took our selfies at the end yeah. to prove that we did a workout. Exactly. You know how it goes. Your gym selfie. Right. Uh, the workout doesn't count unless you take the selfie. But we would um, come to the gym and hold each other accountable and that's what did it for me. And even when she stopped um, working out because she got a job then there was another lady I call her my boo now she you know took me under her wing as her little sister and it was like okay now that she's not here working out come work out with us and that's how I met my old trainer and my other half the guy that I'm uh, with now because they you know brought me into their group and I had that accountability I knew that I had to go to the gym that evening because they would be waiting or they would call me so you definitely need a trainer that's going to hold you accountable and show you the right way to work out because that's another reason why we stop working out after the first week or so because you're not seeing the results because you're just in the gym doing something and you're sore you're sore <laughs> yeah nobody's telling you stretch every morning stretch right. every night epsom salt and alcohol those are things that you will learn from your trainer okay and let's back up just for a half second here because okay. Alcohol is like to rub on you, right? Yes. Okay, just kidding. (laughs) Because that that defeats the whole purpose of working out right there. Right. I don't know. I I drink 18 beers a night to make me less sore, and I keep gaining weight. I hear that from a lot of guys who started working out when I started working out, and now they're trying to figure out why I have a six-pack, and they don't. I'm like, well, they have a six pack. Yeah, they they have a six pack. That's the problem. That's absolutely right. For sure. So, you know, once you get a trainer and you can learn the right way to work out and the right way to eat, and then you have a support team of people that are there, you know, we have, uh, that's the only reason why I got my pro card, the same group of people calling me every morning at four o'clock. Hey, you up? I'm up. Let's get it. Okay. Pro card. Yes. What's that? That's um, where now I'm a professional bodybuilder. What? Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) But I couldn't have got it if my friends weren't calling me saying, all right, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Let's get up and and do this thing. So I would have rolled over every single morning. But you have to have that accountability so that once you pay that money at the gym, you're not just driving past it. Exactly. You know, for me, I I work out at 5 in the morning because I have to get it done because i got a family and you know how that goes. Exactly. I wake up at 4 every day and I'll wake up 5 minutes before the alarm goes off. Right. Because I know it's time. But it took like I think like 21 days to start a habit. Right. I've always heard that number and I think there's some truth to that. There is some truth to that. Yeah. Because after I went through that first couple weeks like you said of you know getting up at 4 a.m. my body was waking me up at 3. I was hitting the floor running and people are like how are you waking up at 3? And I'm like once you do it so much you know your body just becomes accustomed to it. And then when you know that you have a goal you know you want to look good you want to go to the doctor and get those numbers in there, you know, those right numbers, then you're going to get up. 
It is. That first time you go to a doctor's appointment and they give you, you know, like your resting heart rate's like 50 and your blood pressure's like 110 over 60 and your cholesterol's great. Right. You're like, going, okay, this is worth it. That's an amazing feeling. It it's sure is. But you, you touched on a couple of things and we've got another segment, so we're not in a big rush here. You talked about three components. Okay. You know, doing the exercise correctly or doing the right exercise. I think right. a lot of people get out there and they run every day and they wonder why they still gain weight. Well, right. the second component of that is eating right. That's right. We don't do a lot of that in Mississippi, do we? Absolutely I not. No offense, offense to Deborah, who was just here. And I mean, my gosh, that food was amazing. Wasn't to, it, though? <laughs> yeah, I'll take potato, potato salad, salad with, in the morning. with corn, you know. <laughs> it's not just for breakfast anymore. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But seriously, we have great food here. I gained 40 pounds when I moved here. Right. You know, I talked to a lot of people. I talked to a girl the other day who moved from New Orleans. She said she moved here and gained 40 pounds. I'm like, hold on. You moved from New Orleans, New Orleans? and gained 40 pounds in Mississippi? The food is just that good here. It is good. <laughs> I mean, I'm from San Diego. That makes sense because everybody's in shape out there. Yeah. But here it was just like, hey, man, they got buffets everywhere. Everywhere. They fu- Soul food, it's just, it's real bad. It like, is. I, I even said that about Whole Foods. You know, I went over there and I got me some fried catfish. I was like, hold on, wait, this is Whole Foods. Exactly. They got the best fried fish, though. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I tell you what, on that note, we'll take a break because I, I know I'm hungry. Great. I have to go out there and see if there's some more food. Our question of the day is this. Are you living the good life? We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 877-672-7464, or you can email me at marshall at MPB online. We'll continue our conversation with G.I. Jane in just a minute. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. We're sitting here talking fitness and eating potato salad. That does not work real well together. <laughs> Natasha Donald, who can afford to eat potato salad, thank you very much, because she has got the nickname G.I. Jane, and she can eat whatever she darn well pleases, because you know what? I'm not going to tell her no. But we're talking fitness, and, you know, of course, we had the question of the day is, are you living a good life? And I think you totally changed your life because you had hit a wall. Um, you were... You know, trying to raise a five-year-old, which, by the way, it's like running a marathon every day. Right. Yeah, small kids. They're, I mean, we love them. She's so active. As yeah. soon as she wakes up, it's hit the ground running. Yeah. How and old is she now? Get, she's five. She's five now, yeah. I don't understand where all the energy comes from. I know. Wouldn't you love to bottle it? Yes. We really could. I take I mean, it to the gym with me You now. could. You could sell it and you make a zillion dollars. <laughs> you know, five-year-old energy, you know. Okay. Instead of five-hour, five-year-old. That's cute. I exactly. Like that. that works great. So I know. I know. It's And then they become teenagers and they sleep till noon. Okay. Yeah. You know, growing apparently takes energy. Of course. <laughs> like they work a nine to five. Exactly. Oh, I know. My, not to digress, my teenagers start working now and he comes home. I'm exhausted. Like my wife and I are little violins. You right. Know? Like you don't a real job. Exactly. But he's a good kid, so we still love him. Right. All right. Let's, let's continue forward here a little bit. You know, okay, you start working out. 
But and you got your pro card now. Yes, sir. which we explained what that was a minute ago. How did you go from the well? I'm going to go hit the weights to mm-hmm. saying, you know what? I'm going to take this to the next level. I'm going to become a bodybuilder. Is it just the people you're hanging out with? Well, yeah. Um, actually, I was working out at the gym mm-hmm. back when it was Powerhouse. It's Quest Fitness now, but. Um, I was 16 years old, and I ran track, and there were some ladies. They were walking around the gym. I didn't know they were bodybuilders at the time. Yeah. And um, uh, they were wearing sports bras and their little biker shorts. And I was like, I want to look like these women. They were training, you know, with the guys that I'm with now. But they were um, walking around in these sports bras. And I said, that's all I knew was I wanted to walk around the gym. You know, that's back when that was allowed to do Nobody's walking around the gym with sports bras and biker shorts now. I, but. I definitely don't. <laughs> I wanted to be one of those girls. So when I came back and I started working out and, you know, muscle memory kicked in after I started shedding the fat, then yeah. the, one of the ladies that's still there at the gym, she's actually an instructor now. She said, well, why don't you bodybuild? You know, you've got the frame for it. And I got to thinking and I told my boyfriend, I said, I want to bodybuild. So when we started the next year. Um, I started in 2013, so when we came back in January of 2014, we started prepping me for my first show. Your first show, how'd that go? I got first and overall, and the judges what? were like, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I was doing it in my sleep, you know, because yeah. I'm zero to 100. So I was watching the video of the pros, and I was looking at the magazines. And when I got on stage, they were like, you are posing like you've done a show before. So yeah. yeah, I've done it in my mind a million times. Basically, yeah. Something to that too, isn't there? Yeah. My yeah. my trainer was very, you know, like we're we're gonna do this right. So we posed every Sunday and we did it the old school way. So he had me very prepared for my first show. When how long did it take you to get your card? Only three years, which wow, you know, okay. I know. Well, yeah. yeah, probably six for everybody else. But since you're zero to hundred, <laughs> zero to hundred, that's exactly. right. And I believe in the you know law of attraction. I you know kept saying that I was going to do this, and I manifested it. And you know, once you speak on those things, it's it's in the Bible too. You speak on those mm-hmm. things that are not as though they are. I just kept manifesting, and I wrote it down, and I prayed on it, and I you know spoke it every time you talked to me. I was like, I'm getting this pro card. You know, it, with each competition that I went to before. For Chicago, I always said we're going to get this pro card. Even if I didn't get it when I got back, the next show I said we're going to get this pro card. And then with Chicago, you know, I started having dreams and visions where I could actually see what was going to happen. I could actually feel the emotions that I was going to feel. So I knew that it was going to be my time. I've read several books on motivation and excelling and how to succeed and so forth. And there's so many cases of that where people did you, you just create mental pictures in your brain, mm-hmm. involve all your senses. You've touched on all of them That's there. Right. There was a, a guy that was, and I can't remember his name. I think he was from Hattiesburg, and, and I feel terrible for not remembering his name. He was in prison in Vietnam, mm-hmm. prisoner of war camp. He played golf in his mind every day. Wow. And, I mean, to the point where he pictured the grass, the dew on the grass. Mm-hmm. He could smell it. He was hit. The, he came back and, like, shaved, like, 10 to 20 strokes off his game. Wow. And hadn't played, obviously. He'd been tortured. Right, exactly. But came back and could play golf. Exactly. And, and there is just so much a case on that. And, and also, too, you touched on something about attitude. I remember I've done before a workout where I've dreaded it. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst thing I ever worst did. Workout. And you don't get anything in the world. But then... You know, you think, you know what? I can do anything for five minutes, mm-hmm. and I'm going to throw myself into this 100%, and then you start seeing results. For sure. Yeah. You have to go into it with that mindset. I tell my clients all the time, when you come, even when they're doing the reps, I tell them, don't squinch up your face and, you know, act like you're enjoying this. Like, this is the spa, you know, and if you come into the workout and you come into this journey and, you know, you have a positive attitude about it and yeah. uh, you send out those positive vibes, then you're going to get 
some, you know, positive feedback and you're going to get positive results back because you get what you put in, you know, what you put out into the universe. So yeah. you have to go into your workout like that. You have to sit down at the table like this food is good. It's going to be good for me and it's going to, you know, heal me instead of being like, oh, this food is so nasty and I don't want to eat it. Then your body's going to respond the same way. You're not right. going to see any results. So that's how I went into Chicago. Like you said, I used all of my senses and I was like, I'm going to get this pro card and I could smell it, the oil and the pain and I could hear it. You know, the judges calling my name and saying, you know, I have BB pro Natasha Donna. I could hear and smell and feel all of it. What do you have to do to get a pro card? Um, I had to get first place at this competition. They gave away three. And um, what was so amazing about it, I was like, this has got to be the law of attraction. This has got to be God because um, I had been going to nationals in Miami. Well, you know, things weren't panning out. I got seventh the first year, which still top ten. And I got, yeah. you know, the top five. The next year I was number four. But when they opened up Chicago, I had always been saying I wanted to be the new face of bodybuilding because, you know, we're so intimidated by lifting weights as women because, oh, weights are going to make us look like a man. I know. You hear that all the time. All the time. Well, I'm sitting here no, beautiful. You look, no, you don't look like a man. <laughs> you know? And so I, I tell them all the time, but we're intimidated by the weights as women. So I said, I want to change the face of bodybuilding. I want women and young girls to feel like, okay, I can own my strength and I right. can, you know, own who I am, still be feminine and still have muscles, you know, and be able to tap into both that feminine and that masculine side of self. So that was my mission from the very beginning. When they opened up this competition in Chicago, it was a pro show, but they were going to be giving away pro cards to amateurs, which has never been done. Right. The reason why they were doing this was because they wanted to change the face of bodybuilding. Right. They wanted to get new blood in. Exactly. They wanted to go for a smaller look and a more feminine look so that they could start attracting more women back to bodybuilding instead of, you know, losing them to the other um, categories. So when I heard that, I said, this is for me. This is for me. This is what I've been saying. Yeah. I said, I'm going to get my trophy. They just they just need me to show up. <laughs> it, it, you know, you touched on something there, and it's a confidence mm-hmm. that I think you've developed. And, and, you know, probably back when you were first starting to working out and you were, you know, everything else. But now, you know, you talk about looking feminine or whatever, working out. It sounds like it's you've developed this confidence, which is very attractive. Right. Yeah. You and have that, to have that confidence because yeah. people come up to me all the time. I used to be bald because I had alopecia. And that was another thing that during this prep, I allowed, you know, um, I attracted was hair. You know, I had just gotten this vision that I needed to start growing my hair. And I'm like, it's been five years. It's not going to grow. So I went on and tried it. And next thing you know, I have a head full of hair. You got awesome hair. Right. But because people always say, well, you're able to rock the bald head and you're able to wear the afro. And I could slap on a purple wig, which I have put on a purple wig before. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So you look good on you, not on me so much. (laughs) (laughs) But they always compliment me on how I'm able to wear different styles because it's all about their confidence. They'll say, well, I can't do that. I'm like, you can. You can wear whatever you want and wear whatever hairstyle you want, but you just have to have that confidence. You have to own who you are so that when you walk through a room, people are like, okay, she's owning who she is, her true self. You you talk about that confidence. I mean, just everything from standing up straight to sitting up straight to greeting people and looking them in the eye. Just little stuff like that. Little stuff like that. It sounds like besides just being a trainer, you're also a... um, I'm kind of a life coach. Come on now. I was just about to say that. That's what I tell people. I'm a life coach because I have that psychology background. So when I train my clients, it's all about 
a holistic approach. We talk about mind, body, spirit, you know, all of those things have to tap in. So I go into the training, you know, telling my clients, we're going to clean out some closets. We're yeah. going to sweep up under some rugs because you're not just going to come and work out with me. I'm not a fitness trainer. I'm not an aerobics instructor. We're going to actually tap into what caused you to get to where you are and put this suit on because it's not the real you. It's just a suit. And we're going to unzip that, get you out of this suit so you can be the real you. I can tell you, I mean, from personal experience, because like I said, I, in 2010, I ran a marathon. I came back. My dog had died. My job had been turned into a part-time job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I t- had to take another job. So I was working 12 hours a day and I was exhausted and I started self-medicating. For sure. Right. Coca-Cola. With the Coke. Yeah, right. Love me some co- Coca-Cola. Good right. stuff. I, if I could, I'd live under a bridge and drink it all the time. <laughs> but I gained like 50 pounds. Right. And so a lot of times it's when you look at somebody, you're just seeing the symptoms. Right. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. huge. You know, and... and I, I've worked with Paula Coss before on doing this, and I and I think you're doing this too, and I really appreciate it because there is a huge mission that you're now taking on. It's the hashtag get get Mississippi fit campaign right. that you're working on. Right. It's hard not to look around and say, you know what, we got to do something. Right. What is get fit Mississippi? It's just something we started because we wanted to be something different. Like you just talked about Coca-Cola. Yeah. We wanted to be different and sell something different, you know, right. and, but we weren't worried about the people who liked Pepsi and the people who were going to drink Pepsi. We were just going to worry about the people who were going to like what we were selling. And we knew we were different. We wanted to put it out there that, okay, we're going to change the face of personal training and, yeah. you know, um, fitness for Mississippi because like you said when you look around there's a need we've got childhood obesity at the highest for Mississippi and there's something that needs to be done from childhood on up it starts with our youth and then you know with our families they'll get on board the mom and the dad so but we just saw that there was a need for something different and we've always portrayed this um, mind body and soul this holistic holistic approach so that's what Operation Healthy Mississippi is Get Fit Mississippi because it's time we we have to start taking our health serious because we'll look at the gym as a burden or you know we don't look at it like it's an investment like it's another bill you know we'll take care of our cars we'll get the oil changed and the tires rotated we'll even get our nails done and our hair done and we'll save up for vacation but then the gym we put that on the back burner when really that's the antidepressant instead of putting all this money into taking medicine because you're feeling bad go to the gym you won't have to take all that other medicine you'll be able to save it's cheaper $19.99 and you got a gym membership Yeah, you can't beat that Right. And you the, know? And you don't have to worry about insurance covering it. Exactly. Exactly. And, so, and the side effects are actually positive. Actually positive. Because yeah. if you work out and you put positive vibes into the workout, you're going to get positive vibes out of the prog- out of the process. You know, you're going to get amazing results. So you know? I come in. Um, I'm a little overweight. I want to get started and everything. And you walk into the gym. What What is it about, like, your gym that... I would not be intimidated because a lot of people, they get intimidated. They come in, see all right. these in-shape people running around, like you said, in sports bras and spandex. Right. And they're like, oh, man, I, I, I don't fit in here. How do you get somebody in there who's got maybe no self-confidence? And For how sure. do you turn them around? We have, like I said, again, it's my house. We have a family atmosphere. We do have the different classes. We've got silver sneakers. So it's a lot of people in that early morning that's 50, 60, 70 years old. So when you look around and you see somebody 
okay, this 70-year-old man is over here, you know, in this morning pump class and he's getting it in, you know, that makes you feel like, okay, I need to get up and do something, right. you know. So it was the same for me when I went swimming. I'm like, hold on, these people are 16, 70 years old in here killing and I'm out of breath. So, you know, but it was something new. You know, swimming is... That's some good cardio. But when you come into our gym, we meet you where you are. We sit down and we have a fitness assessment with you. And then we as trainers, we, you know, send you through to see what your limitations are. And we hold your hand every step of the way. So you don't have a heart attack on the first week, which is, you know, that's important. Exactly. And then we've got the classes and our members that go to the classes, they form a family. They have get togethers outside of the gym and they just went to the blues trail and, you know, they do different things. So when you come to our gym, you don't feel intimidated like I'm just gonna come here I'm not gonna know what I'm doing and then I have all these fit people walking around you know we do have fit people walking around and we've got the um, hardcore equipment but we also have the equipment for the person that's not you know in shape and then we do have trainers to help you like myself and the two other trainers that we had the fat killer and Smitty so we're gonna meet you where you are you know and we make sure that we have a plan for you and then we've got classes for you so you won't feel intimidated a plan's very important too a plan is very important if you do not plan you will fail you have to plan to succeed by the way if you hadn't figured this out she does have a psycho psychology degree <laughs> yeah for you got that from Ole Miss was from that what you is that what you were working on yes I um fell in love with psychology when I was in high school and then from then on I went to Ole Miss and actually I wanted to change it to criminal justice you know I went to fight crime and then I wanted to be a lawyer I went to you know go to Ole Miss law but you know, he called me into psychology and then he made it work because I honestly did not know how I was going to make personal training and my psychology degree go together until I got myself right. And I was like, okay, Lord, I got it. This is how I'm going to use my psychology degree. So forget G.I. Jane, you're a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. She can use the force on that. We'll continue this conversation. If you just tuned in, we're talking to G.I. Jane. Oh, yeah, it's an incredible conversation. So she's a competitive bodybuilder, fitness trainer, and a motivational speaker as well. We'll touch on that too. This is now you're talking on MPB Think Radio. You're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Our question today is this. Are you living your best life? And, you know, when you live your best life, and, of course, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7400. Six four. Um, oh God, his last two numbers are very important. If you're making a phone call, you do know that, don't you? 
if you're not living your best life, you can live, you can be totally in shape, but if you're not mentally living your best life, that's not good. You can be happy mentally, but if you're not physically, because it all goes together. It's one big thing. We're talking with Natasha Donald, who a lot of people call G.I. Jane, and I will call her that, too, because <laughs> um, she is a professional bodybuilder. She has her card, and but she's also has a psychology degree. Um, she changes people's lives. And I love that because we were talking about just a second ago. You're not just a trainer. You're a life coach. Um, right. There are some people that are life coaches that you're kind of like, okay, you need to get your life together. <laughs> For sure. But you've got the story because you had to get your life together. Right. Yeah. And, and that's it's a constant thing. Every single day, you have got to train your mind more than you train your body. That is probably the most important thing that you will hear today. <laughs> it is a constant it's thing. It's constant. Like, I even find out to this day, you know, I'll slack off and then I'll find myself. I tell, you know, uh, when we do our meditation the lady we listen to, she talks about when people come to you, if they're ornery or if they're in a bad mood, it's an indicator that something's going on with you. It's See, Michelle, them, right there. <laughs> That's why I'm in a grumpy mood all the time. There's something going on with me all the time. Yeah, Thank you. exactly. So I have to check myself and be like, why did that person just, you know, come to me with an attitude? Why are they grumpy? Right. What's going on with me? So it's a constant thing that I have to say, okay. I haven't meditated today. Let me just stop for 10 minutes. But that's what it is. We don't have time. We don't have time to meditate. We don't have time to stretch. We don't have time to eat right. We don't have time to go to the gym. But then we've got time to go to vacation. We've got time to go to the bar. You know? Right. We've got time to get our nails done and get our hair cut. Well, because, I mean, we are, I mean, our brain generally seeks pleasure and it wants to feel better we're, right. we're like being we're feeling beings we want right. to feel good all the time so like for instance when i was talking about drinking soda all the time that made me feel better right but for it, just a short period of time well, a piece of cake makes me feel better exactly. but if i eat broccoli I'm, I'm gonna feel better for a longer period of time for sure so you got to kind of retrain your brain for that don't you for sure and yeah. i say you have to look at food as a healing tool so now when i eat something i have to say okay is this going to heal me like that potato or, salad basically yeah I've, i take a, a couple of nibbles but i'm not gonna eat the whole cup. Okay. I had two, <laughs> so, but I'm not going to mention that. Because I have to think to myself, when I leave the studio, is this going to make me feel good or am I going to be regretting that I ate that potato salad? You know what I do? I see a donut and I think, oh my gosh, I got to run five miles to burn that thing off. I just had that conversation with my client this morning. I'm the head trainer at our all-female location, Lady Quest in uh, Ridgeland. And every night when I leave from training over there, it's county county line that I have to take. Yeah. The hot sign is on. <sighs> it and is. she was like, the hot the sign. Hot I sign. said, Krispy Kreme, what you mean? Oh, yeah. So I have to have a, you know, life decision conversation with myself as I'm driving. Like, okay, you don't need these donuts because when you go, you're going to get a dozen. You're going to eat seven before you get home. And then you're going to be feeling bad. And then you got to go and do two hours of cardio in the morning. And I'm like, it's not even worth it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, a lot of people said, I don't have time to work out. Right. And you said you you got time to go to the bar. You got time to exactly. do that. You, have you only time. need an hour. And then when I explain it to people, they're like, oh, you know what? I could make an hour in the morning or I could put my clothes in the car and make an hour after work. You have time. And then I always hit them. They have excuses. Well, I got the kids. Bring the kids. We're a family gym. What's next? That's right. We and have child care. And if they're old enough to train, we train the kids as well. And guess what? If the kids are watching you do it. Exactly. They might be picking up a habit. I, I made a post on Facebook Saturday and uh, I had just gotten home from the gym and my daughter ran up to me. She said, Mommy, you know, they went to Chick-fil-A, her and my mom. She said, I got fruit instead of fries. I said, you better do that. That is awesome. <laughs> so they're watching. She's watching. She'll tell people all the time. Oh, we don't eat pork. <laughs> really? Yes. And she's five. Wow. The kids are watching. See, the my kids are watching. They are watching. Mm -hmm. and, and you know what? And, and Paul, Paul said this to us this morning. If you're the leader 
Right. You're the one pushing the shopping cart. Mm-hmm. You can decide what goes right. in that shopping cart. I tell the wives that all the time. I, I'll train guys and they'll have me, you know, call their wives and or take them grocery shopping because I take my clients grocery shopping. And um, I'll talk to the wives all the time like, you're the glue of this family. You're the mom. Right. You're the wife. You're the one cooking the food. So what do you mean your husband won't eat this or your kids won't eat that? I'm like... Who's in control? If they're hungry, they're going to eat it. Okay, Eventually. or they're going to be at hungry. That's right. <laughs> I'm not about to make a special meal for you. And it's okay to teach your kids you That's know, right. that there are consequences That's on right. stuff. Yeah. So what's next for you? Because, I mean, it sounds like you're, you're, you're in a good place. You're right. kind of moving forward a little bit, but I know you're not going to set back on your... No, I'm, I've always got a thousand different things going on in my brain. <laughs> I could imagine. <laughs> um, so the pro debut will be next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to, you know, we'll release it as more time comes on, but it's it's going to be out of the country. So oh, wow. I know I'm excited about it. I'm a military brat, so I love to travel. Exactly. Nothing is off limits for me. Um, but that'll be probably like the end of May, beginning of June. I've got some um, guest posing that people have reached out to me about for the month of April. I'm excited about that. But um, most importantly, I just want to, you know, own my own, you know. Right. So I'm I'm working to, you know, sharpen my craft because I want to have just a, a place that I can call my own business. Um, I want to do some healthy things for some people, maybe even, a, you know, a healthy restaurant. Cause we don't have enough of those here. True. There's only, you know, I've been dabbling with a lot of the vegan and vegetarian and I go to different restaurants and I'll look through their menu and see and it's you know it's few and far between and if they do offer that option it's going to come with on a you know if, let's say I get a black bean burger it's going to come on a sourdough bread and it's like well that defeats the purpose of me eating healthy if I'm going to eat all this bread. I was going to ask you there just a, a bodybuilding question um, you have to consume a lot of protein Correct. And when you're doing a vegan diet, do you have trouble doing that or you you find the natural sources? and Right. I did a lot of, uh, well, I did a lot of, I guess, pescatarian, um, basically. I did do some veggie crumble um, and I did some, you know, veggie burgers, but I still like fish. So I I did keep salmon in my diet. It's very. Salmon's great. It is. Now I'm really hungry. High in fat. Yeah. Yeah, It's good stuff. And it's good fat. Yeah. It's it's good for your brain fat. fat. Exactly. So um, I'm, we're going to actually try maybe a keto diet, um, try to experiment with that as well. Um, But I work with a dietitian at St. Dominic and they use plant-based diet to reverse the effects of heart disease. So that's that's why I did try, you know, try some uh, plant-based things this time, but it is a little more difficult living in Mississippi having to try to do a plant-based diet and find, fried. exactly find those sources of protein so that's why we need more places and you know that's going to offer healthy uh options so i would love to have my own i've been saying it my own place where you can go and get your meals prepared because that's people's biggest thing we want fast right we want it done for Convenience. us i can give you the meal plan i can give you the grocery list i can take you grocery shopping but then it's like well, i don't want to cook it i don't have time to cook it so i do want to open up my own place where people can go and either sit down or they can get their stuff already prepped for them for the whole week. This has been a lot of fun today, and I know a lot of people are listening right now going, you know what, I want to find out more about her. What's your Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff? How yeah. can they find you? Um, my f- Instagram is G underscore I underscore J-A-N, the number three, IFBB Pro. I just added that part to the end. <laughs> um, my uh, Facebook is Natasha Donald. That's N-A-T-A-S-C-H-A. Okay. Um, and then I have a business Facebook, which is G-I-J. Excellent. 
Yeah. Excellent. Well, we're going to have to get her back. Yeah, this has been fun. <laughs> it this was, really was awesome. So thankful for this opportunity um, for you allowing me to be on this show. I mean, and you're a pro my- <laughs> anytime. No, she literally is a pro. She has a card that proves it. I don't even have a card. That's amazing. We're not bodybuilding. You look at me and tell. Loved it. It's great. Michelle, thank you. Today's Thanks been a great so day. Everybody stay safe out there. Uh, be uh, thinking about ways to be able to help our friends over in Texas and now Louisiana, too. Uh, as we know in Mississippi, when things get bad, we get good. Now You're Talking is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. And coming up next is Southern Remedy, and we will see you all next Monday.